All right, we're good to go. We are live. Yeah, we're live. We're, we're hot. <laughs> we're hot, as they say. I don't know. You were just saying you you worked at like you know music stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Is it? Are we already like recording? Recording right now? Yeah, I kind of dry cut in most of the time, and I just kind of let it record, and they're like, "All right, here we go." <sighs> yeah. So. Um, I don't know. Is there anything you want to say by starting kind of like the podcast opening yeah, the episode or whatever else? Yeah, I don't know. So like here, it's a episode eleven here. Sliced up pod. We're here with Darton, right? That's how you say your name, correct? Just making sure because I've only correct. read it. So Darton Dar- Weaver, Darton Weaver, someone I found on uh, just scrolling through Instagram basically and scrolling through who I think um, I don't know if you've ever met him, but uh, my friend Simeon Simeon Hill follows you, and so like I was just like I was just Simeon. like. I don't know. I was through that. Maybe it was through Cullen. Um, but I don't know. Like, I just found you. And I was like, wow, this kid's doing what I want to see out of people. And see Absolutely. someone I'd like to have on the podcast. Absolutely. So yeah. reached out to you a while ago. And here we are. Shout out to Cullen. Uh, Cullen, Cullen, Cullen Fleming. Start with that is who he's uh, name dropping in this episode 11 here on this beautiful day at Augsburg. So, yeah, um, we're out here at Augsburg University. We're uh, just outside the uh, inner city of Minneapolis. Shout out to all my guys from here. Shout out to Bates. Shout out to uh, all my U of M guys. We're sitting in uh, Christensen Center for all of my Augsburg friends who are going to listen to this. <laughs> it's a beautiful day over overlooking Svedrup in the uh, quad. So happy to be here. Great. That's great. So Darton, well, we, we, we highlight creative people. We like to tell their stories. We like to try to encourage other people to uh, find a creative passion and follow that, like, without being too, like, too, like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. But, like, once I'm older, one of the, my, the re- part of the reason it started this is because my biggest pet peeves was talking to people who wanted to go to film school or an art degree and haven't done anything up to that mm-hmm. point. I said it takes none of these, quali- like, there there's nothing that makes it so that you have to wait you can just be taking it now and i think uh as i hopefully hear later like your experiences definitely show that and like definitely show that um in a realistic sense like here's how you just take a hold of what you want to do and your passion you know so absolutely yeah and we can start talking about a little bit about kind of like my background i think that'll kind of cue into how i play out into that um as a creator on my on my own so um, i was born in milwaukee wisconsin let alone facts about me unless you have seen me in person and you know the hand tattoos and the tattoos on my arm we'll tell you a little bit about that um i was born in uh may 8th 2001 i was born in milwaukee wisconsin in uh kind of the inner city area and uh knew from that early on age that uh, my mom's financial situation, my birth mom's financial situation was not going to uh, warrant the raising of two kids at that point. She was 17 years old with uh, two kids in her city. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was in foster homes where after I was born and was adopted shortly after um, by my parents now, David and Don Weaver, who I was raised by. Um, Moved from, was moved from Milwaukee to Appleton at a very early, early age. Grew up in kind of the suburbs outside of uh, Nina, which is a city down in in uh, Wisconsin. Shout out to anybody who knows where where that is. That's a that's a little known area for people around this area, especially in the Minneapolis community. Um, yeah, and so that was kind of how that whole origin origin started with that, and uh, went to Sherman Ele- Elementary School. Um, shout out to all my Eau Claire people who will know kind of where that is. Grew up really in a neighborhood outside of Eau Claire. After I moved to Eau Claire from Appleton when I was about six. And was super obsessed with music, just absolutely like unparalleled. Nothing else in my in my life had the same meaning as um, 
music to me that was always my like on my own thing and also just more also then became a uh, social thing for me too um the only thing that really ever paralleled that for me was uh soccer i played soccer from about the age of like god i had to be like three four or five when i first started playing soccer they had all these little like rec leagues in uh appleton where my mom would bring me to this little thing and it was really just like probably like an eight foot square with like mm. two little nets they would just put up <laughs> it was like yeah. it was just this whatever thing little kid sports oh yeah it is. Abs- abs- absolutely so i would do that when i was younger and eventually would go on to uh play in uh middle school it was where i really started to develop and really started to stand out as a uh, player i knew i had some had some talent in that in that in that whole regard but had still been obsessed with uh, music i was playing guitar at this point had taken piano lessons at this point and was um pretty talented in that aspect too I'd, i would like to say uh it was really a big a big passion for me and a big and a big focus and i think for any kid there's a there's a there comes a point where like you start to realize kind of you're different with some different things you, you start to realize you have an ability that other other people don't you start to be able to check yourself and say okay like why aren't the people around me able to do the same things you start to develop these abilities to mm-hmm. see kind of talent and things like that and they really got hard for me because I was starting to see talent versus passion. I had, I had a lot of friends who were passionate about a lot of things they were talented at. And for me, I was really talented at music and soccer, but didn't have a lot of passion for doing mm, them in the yeah. long run. And I, I kind of struggled as a, as a young kid finding what I wanted to do. That would be like my thing. Like I was, yeah. I was all right at soccer. I was all right at music and I wanted to find something that was my thing. And so that was kind of my start to figuring out kind of who I was and what I wanted to do and how that led into videography was, uh, I played through, uh, through middle school into uh, high school for soccer and, and, and music. I was playing in multiple different bands and jazz bands and groups and was uh, playing on the varsity soccer team as a, as a high school student. And so this brings me to my junior year in uh, high school. My junior year in high school, I was just not in a good place mentally as far as mental health being and just social social health and things like that I was becoming very very aware of just the fact that like hey like something's got to kind of change up i gotta start to kind of look at the future and things like that mm-hmm. you're and still was, playing soccer at this time i am yeah i was okay. playing up until the summer after my sophomore year so this is this is right at the beginning going into my junior year um i had decided that um this isn't really isn't like the thing i, I gotta do i gotta find something else i gotta find something that's gonna find more passion to me and weirdly enough so I quit soccer right at the beginning of my junior year, right before the season started. Said that was kind of it. And then, um, boy, it must have been only two months into that year. Um, our school had just finished building a Dactronic screen. I'm not sure if you know what that is. It's in gyms. It's like, picture like these big stadiums that have these Jumbotron screens mm-hmm. in their in like their gyms, but on a smaller level. It's only about... Um, I don't know about the size of like, of size of like a uh, like a like about the size of like a uh, truck size one mm-hmm. that we had on like the wall of our of our of our gym. Uh, the two high schools in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, Eau Claire North, and Eau Claire Memorial, both got a got a grant um, from a lot of beneficiaries who had a, a play a huge role in our in our community to build these two in the uh, schools. Hopefully, just kind of start to get more funding into the schools. We could use those for advertisement platforms and things like that. And so they had just finished building those two in there, and I needed to find students to help kind of run this. They wanted it to very much be a student ran thing. Mm-hmm. And so there was a class offered, it was called Entertainment Technology by a professor named Jan Bovey um, that was offered at uh, North End Memorial. I went to North High School and I decided, hey, I mean, the music thing's cool, the soccer thing's cool, but I really just gotta start kind of find something that's gonna put a little bit more 
variety into my life. I just felt like I was kind of stuck in the same cycle of things. And so I took this course and um, with Dactronics and and no shade to Dactronics in this, there's definitely a starter pack, if you will, of like things that people knock out when they first get their hands on a Dactronics board. There's these just very basic graphics that people start to put up there. Like we had things that said like, said like three pointer and things like that just these just these little these little graphics on the screen and people were stoked about it we had ones that were like north high school themed we were the we were the north huskies at this time so it was it was dope to have these school spirited things on this on this screen but i was not satisfied with it i was i was i was uh you like you uh, see the potential there you like yeah. you, you got your groundwork yeah absolutely and, and now I you was, see what you want to do yes i was a hater on oh this content i thought it was lacking i thought it was basic i'll say and hmm. so i worked with this group and was learning so much about this board and was like loving it absolutely loving it was had so much passion for this um for this board and this program i've made so many amazing friends and connections from working with this but i but i didn't think it was being pushed far enough yeah and so i would just talk and run my mouth i'm a very very verbal person very big out very much an outgoing social extrovert so i had no problem voicing my dissatisfaction with the content we had on this uh, board so far and people tolerated it for a while and then after a while they're like all right like you gotta just stop if you want better do better mm-hmm. and i took that right in front of me and was like all right let's 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 figure this out how can we make better content for this board here at North High School. And so from there, I started shooting these little basketball videos and volleyball, or no, I started with volleyball. I started with volleyball, shooting some volleyball clips with my phone, just like highlight reels of the teams working and things like that. Mm-hmm. Practice games a little bit, would just pop wherever in that I that I could. It was unpaid, unofficial. Just wanted to push this content forward. Nobody offered me money, it wasn't a paid thing. Um, and from there, I started to kind of just use like iMovie on my friend's laptop to like chop up these little highlight reels and they let me put one of them on the screen after like two months and I was so proud and I was like I just love that feeling of seeing more relative work that speaks to people more mm-hmm. that I had the opportunity to contribute to on this screen it wasn't about who saw it it wasn't about um, any sort of like popularity contest but it was when I finally got to see work that I felt was more authentic to our community than what we originally got on this screen I was like mm-hmm that was absolutely like the best the best whole first first uh, part of it it's it's the personalization i think what you're talking about there when you're like i'm dissatisfied with like the current state about what i'm seeing um i think a lot of people who want to strive for like a definition of like excellence and like want to see something bigger than just that like go through that so i mean you're definitely not alone with the people i've talked to being like him in a place i mean i was in a place like that with um within my high school where it's like i need to excellence but then like sometimes you have to also open it up to like uh you'll close yourself off to being like uh not willing to accept other people because you know don't know that they hold that same value you know what i mean absolutely yeah and it wasn't something just talk to anybody who's who's listening to this podcast and uh how can i like what can I take take away from this what can mm-hmm. I learn from this Definitely. um if I could speak back on it now it wasn't so much that I was identifying a need it, it wasn't that we needed it, it was like we did not need better uh content better different 
different pieces of, of media it was that i saw that if we started to tailor this more to our community we can get a lot more people involved and really channel a lot of a lot of talent involved in it looking looking back on it and i don't think at the time of that all happening i was even smart enough to really understand that that's what i was doing but mm-hmm. that's how it that's how it kind of organically came to shape was that i was not identifying a need but rather almost pulling together just opening the wind, opening the door to say, "Hey, like the Gophers are putting this on their board. Mm. Like, why can't we do our own version of that? Like, the fans love that. The funders, the people who are don't the uh, donors around this, I should say, people who have who have some like who have some have some stock in the uh, game here are uh, loving this kind of kind of stuff. So, why would we not apply those? I mean, there's obviously we can then just push out more people into those fields, and that's what it was next for me. Was okay, we're making some cool some cool stuff here how do we make it start to match what they're doing because i mean you start to see your video on a board and i was like yeah it looks like an iphone Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was like yeah that's let's let's just do better than that and so we had uh shout out to jan bovey again he had a uh a canon t3i for anybody who knows who knows who knows oh, cameras yeah. that's that a, is that's a, a classic that is a classic camera that mm-hmm. is a fundamental camera and i had the uh what lens is it i don't even, like the 18 to 18 to 55 yes. 3.5 to 5.6 yes. that's the Not classic even, yeah, variable variable aperture mm-hmm. lens that was my go-to setup was me and that was me and that t3i and boy was she beat she has she has seen some years and that was i think he got that camera um when it was a cutting edge thing like that way he got that camera when that was the cool kid camera mm-hmm. so i used that back in oh, that was 2017 2018 school year so she was old she was beat but that was the camera where i first learned like what manual exposure was and things like that and started to shoot some more content with uh, basketball and volleyball and started putting it up onto the screen and as that developed from there then i kind of knew hey we have something here that we can really start to uh, work with and start to develop so from there, um, started to get some better content on this board, started to get some more progressive content on here, stuff that was really being more authentic to our school, but also just rep- representing it well. We started to play around with a little bit more effects on things like, uh, what were we using at the time? Um, there's, this, there's, this, there's this beautiful iPhone app called Filmic Pro, mm-hmm. which was like a movie cinema kind of an app that we used to use to do these, these effects work because we weren't smart enough to figure out Premiere Pro quite yet at, God, 16 years old. It was still it was still a lot. Premiere Pro was in its earlier stages. It should have been Premiere Pro 16, Premiere Pro mm-hmm. 17 even maybe. So that was, that was a in, lot for I us. I started the CC 14. Yeah, and we had, <laughs> yeah, and we had nobody ahead of us for this this is an unprecedented mm. thing at north we didn't have anybody who came out of north doing video production really that i knew of at least mm-hmm. so i had no other resource to do this so it was really a youtube thing at first it was a uh, can we what 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 uh, skills can we pull from those around us and develop that or kind of organically out of just youtube videos at first so that's how we kind of figured out what it was and it was me and a kind of team of some of some uh, peers around me who really pushed the limits as far as uh going from there which is different than uh definitely different than my upbringing i had a there was a precedent before me for me at least um of people who did that kind of stuff really for my school yeah like we've had a long-standing like years decades of um 
like originally when the school opened we were designed with a uh, tv studio really yeah and so we still have that and it still operates um that's so i like that so would have been so, so crazy that's to so have different, that that's so different than um what you're describing because i'm like wow like how big was your school I don't know how many are in my graduating class, which is a number I probably should know, but mm, just um, I know ballpark. that like at the time that I was, that I left North, North had about just shy of 1500 kids. So mm. like nothing overly crazy. I know there's been times where North has been a bigger school historically and times when North has been a smaller school historically. Memorial is a bigger school than North, the other school in our, in our uh, town. But yeah, it was a, it was an, or, an organic starts everything. So. Yeah. Um, from there, I guess, to uh, continue where this kind of story is going is from that point forward, we uh, we kind of knew we had we had something going on here. We had something that could develop into a program that was a little bit more advanced. This is also, by the way, I should I should also note when they built this screen, the technology, the inter- entertainment technology course, I was the very first round of students to ever like that was the first time we had ever ran that course. North had ever, or Memorial had ever ran that course. And Memorial was running a parallel one to us. Um, I just definitely know that just with the guys that we had around, we were we would end up kind of showing a lot of what we came up with to Memorial and them kind of adopting what we uh, had been taking on. So um, we had an AD at the time, um, now a principal at a differing school now. So congratulations to him on that whole um, achievement from there. It's it's amazing to see him progress in his career. And he played a played a mentor role for me. But our athletic director at the uh, time was super receptive to all this stuff. He was like, "Shoot whatever you want, just screen it past me, and we'll throw it up there." Like mm. as much as involved as, as we could be, which really opened the doors for me, and really helped. Uh, really helped organically grow my curiosity with it. I was like just that 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 support from a lot of the adults around me was like amazing it was just fuel to the to the fire for me to just be staying up all night watching premiere pro videos and things like that to learn all these different techniques to kind of push it further and further and further and so jump jump ahead from there we now kind of have some organic content on the on the uh, board we're doing little things with with like logos and just some like motion array graphics stuff like that and from there we uh I decided uh, basketball has always been a sport that I wanted to play, but like never had talent for. I'm going to say that live on, on the air. Mm. Never had talent for. For anybody, if I ever say anything otherwise, I don't have basketball talent. I got some bunnies. I can, I can, I can get rim, no warm up, but no basketball talent. Um, but loved, loved the sport of basketball, loved to uh, watch to watch basketball and so I decided I was going to do a video of when North High School in Eau Claire played Memorial High School because now we can put that on both screens both gyms that's something where we can just have this whole community piece and North and Memorial both have historically successful basketball teams um, uh, probably two of the most successful teams in the state of Wisconsin they have been exceptionally um, always good at least even in my four years there, always good teams, always good talent, and uh, really had a uh, good round of guys when I was there, too. So I was like, let's just promote that talent. Even even some girls players, shout out Jessica Massey, Olivia Tangley, Sydney uh, Brennan from Memorial, shout out Maria Benny. Um, yeah, so much talent out of both, Sydney Steinmetz, so much talent out of, out of both these schools. So Really, we had just a really hot bed, a really hot hub of people involved in this right now. And I was I was lucky enough to be involved at that same point and said, let's do some crosstown videos. Boys and girls, they play twice, twice a year each. 
and so we're going to do a video and they both play on the same night when when north memorial play in crosstown as far as like the youth is concerned that's one of the biggest nights of mm-hmm. the uh, winter as far as that's 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 concerned there's about there's about three games that people really, really care about during the winter. Actually, four. We'll, we'll give them four benefit of the doubt. It's when North plays Memorial in hockey for the first time, when North plays Memorial in basketball the first time, and then just the repeat of those. There's not too many other relevant days during the winter besides Christmas after that for, for Eau Claire kids. So mm. <laughs> that's how relevant and how big that that, that, that whole thing was. I mean, it's a, it is a game that packs gyms and uh, parking lots. And so we shot this, this event. And I shot this first video piece, and I really didn't expect much out of it. I had spent weeks kind of planning the shots that I that I wanted. It was the first time I ever really storyboarded a uh, video out. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's like actually writing out what I wanted to shoot for angles, shots, things like that. It was my first time storyboarding anything out and shot it. And it like blew up for my liking on, on Instagram. I mean, referencing um, obviously the subject of where I'm at. I think at this time I had sub a thousand followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like maybe eight nine hundred at this time and it did like 1.2 uh k likes so like for anybody who understands engagement yeah pretty peculiar which is yeah that pretty means, peculiar that means you definitely were shared multiple multiple times absolutely that was yeah and i was a private account the night that i dropped it and it did crazy likes within like an hour or two hours and so i went public that night Mm-hmm. Woke up the next morning and it was like, it was a huge thing. It mm-hmm. had so many, it had, I think it had upwards of a hundred, a hundred comments, a hundred things. It's not on my Instagram now or I would, I would, I would reference it, but that's kind of how that whole thing started. And I was like, okay, we kind of, we kind of organically have something going on here. This is, this is, this is some kind of, some kind of cool stuff here. And so I sat down and was like, Hey, what can we, I sat down with uh, Jan Bovey, the, um, instructor of this uh, course at the time and sat down with uh, Janelle Patton out, who's the, still the present partnership coordinator at North high school and was like, how can we kind of, what can we do to like channel to uh, channel this? Uh, not only just the talent on my own behalf, but I was really about what can we do to get both these schools involved in this whole thing? Because I saw that like now I've recognized a target, a target audience that Eau Claire mm-hmm. is very receptive to this kind of, kind of uh, media and that we have a lot of other kids who saw this video and hit me up, DM me, called me, texted me. We're like, I want to do stuff like this. I want to get involved like this. So I was like, how can we just keep like pushing, pushing a whole new way forward here? How can mm-hmm. we keep, keep driving this whole message? How old message are you here? I'm 16 at this time. Oh yeah. So yeah. you went from, you went from zero to like a lot of voice for this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was a very, very fast development. And I wasn't, I honestly, to this day, don't know if I was completely ready to be pushing this wave out of mm-hmm. Eau Claire, but I mean, people were really receptive to me doing it and being a leader in it. And so I guess that's what, that's what mattered at the time. I don't know if I was ready to be that kind of a vocal leader in some of these areas, but is what it is. And so we went over to uh, Memorial a couple weeks later, uh, just kind of toured their diatronics program, kind of helped them catch up a little bit. Uh, I mean, not to say that negatively about Memorial, but it just didn't have somebody who's really leading the team. I'm going to, I'm going to directly credit, um, a guy named Abdel Gretzmacher right now, he was like, I was the content creation side, but he was the intelligence computer side. It was mm-hmm. like anything that I couldn't do, I had the camera stuff and I had the, the vision, but as far as the developmental side of actually getting it to function on a piece of elect, elect, electronics would not have been possible at all without the help of him. So I just wanna give a shout out to him as, as well as uh, Tyler uh, Bruns 
for uh, helping kind of piece that together. I mean, that wouldn't be possible without them. And Memorial at the time um, lacked a lot of that of a lot of people who really wanted to take charge like that. That's, that's where I'll leave that. And so we spoke there, kind of helped them get geared up, get them excited about it, showed them what, what we were doing. And now we had a whole Eau Claire community kind of on board for this whole high school thing. How can we push this? How can we look at expanding these partnerships in our in our community? Because um, the, the, the yeah, money for these didn't just come from the schools. I don't know if you know, these are hundreds of thousands of dollars in uh, costs for building and operating these uh, boards. These were coming directly from the community that we were surrounded by. And so um, this was almost a show, if you will. This was a, when people come to Eau Claire North, Eau Claire Memorial, what kind of a show can we, can we put on? How can we treat people at these games? How can we show them that this is some different, some different stuff? You're, you are a welcomed fan here. Hmm. Yeah, so definitely. that's what we were. We were almost running a business per se. It was, it was very, very organized. And we had things down to the point where we were really looking at, okay, we're going to play these advertisements from these sponsors, these nights, X amount of times. And like, it was very much like we had a rigid student run schedule as to how we were going to not only advertise, monetize, but also forward sponsorships around these boards, which is, if you look at it, any sort of communications base thing like this for students under the age of 18 to be running this is exceptional. And I think that's, that goes unsaid for the involvement and just the, like putting us at the uh, driver's seat of this uh, program. That was just something that hasn't been done in a lot of a lot of a lot of places yet. Which is interesting. Like, it's completely interesting to see one of these things and hear a story about this um, from the ground up. Because, like I said, my my experience is very different. Like, there's already this precedent that we need to do that. And we just took that and built on that. Um, But still a lot of the same things as as far as like leadership and far as having a team and like um, trust each other and really pushing what you guys can do. Like, that's all things that I think a lot of people nowadays are relating to is you get this kind of tech in everyone's hands. Like, what can you do to push the envelope? You know, I always used to say like, you used to be like, um, what are the gophers putting on their board? I would always be like, why don't our uh, news graphics look like CNN's graphics? Like, like how can we compare ourselves to the big dogs? Like (laughs) we're not, you know, we're trying to push the envelope here. Absolutely. And that's where a lot of our stuff came from was, it was me looking at, I mean, without social media, we would have never seen the things that developed us into that point. I mean, there was just this true convergence of us seeing a huge growth in sports culture. I mean, you 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 look at that time, Bronny was just starting to be a bigger thing then. We were mm-hmm. talking about Mikey, you're talking about um, these different young guys really started to kind of blow up on social. And now you're seeing, we had just a, a direct route into seeing what does professional sports offer to these young kids and how much can we promote that now? So, yeah, I, 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 I love the way you phrase that about kind of the, the how much influence comparing ourselves had. Yeah. And I mean, some people would view that as as negative, as in like a, yeah, just let it let it let it kind of come to you on your on your own. But oh. I, I, I wanted to be great from very, very early on. So there's a certain aggressiveness that it takes. Um, I was talking to. Um, some people that I work with now, and I'm did I do I do very much the same thing you do you did back then, but for my college mm-hmm. um, now, where it's like we have a board, we have media outlets, we have all the socials and stuff like that, um, at a very like pretty pretty professional level, um, very talented group of individuals. But um, I was talking, I was like, yeah, I always compared myself, and then like thought how, and they're like, 
you don't have to compare. I'm like, yeah, you do because absolutely, these are, this is your competition. Oh yeah, and, and this, this is, is a, your competition. This is how you grow. And we're not only with that, but you're also kind of obligated. I feel like I have always been obligated to compare myself in order to push the whole community further on. Definitely, I think that's been a big thing. But we can, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of a whole start to that. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about looking, looking kind of next into the beginnings of how that transitioned into my professional career, how right. that all of a sudden, because to this point, I haven't made a dollar mm. doing this. This is, that was my whole junior year I spent doing that. I feel that. No, into I feel the that beginning of my senior putting year. Putting in a lot of work. I was still, a lot of stuff. yeah, I was still working uh, in fast food at this point, mm. as far as professional career is concerned, uh-huh. and would go on to work LinkedIn in a- LinkedIn profile uh, looking kind of dry. Oh yeah, absolutely. I didn't even have LinkedIn. <laughs> I, I, made a, I made a LinkedIn account for the first time two weeks ago, mm. which is crazy too. But um, So at this point, I'm still working not only in uh, uh, fast food, but I would transition shortly after to working in a home decor store. So mm. this is the glamorous lifestyle of Darton, Darton Weaver at this time. Um, but this is kind of where it all started. So I, uh, I met, I made a lot of cool friends at this point. I uh, would shoot photos with girls, guys who I thought were just like good looking people from high school. I would mm-hmm. start to just kind of reach out to them and say, hey, let's just go shoot. Like I just want to play with more camera stuff. Because that's the time I was so hungry, so hungry to just be getting better and better with camera stuff and with media. I didn't care where, who, why, like just give me an opportunity to just get the camera in my hand and just go shoot. That was, that was all I wanted to do all the time. And so with that, I shot with a lot of friends, shot with a lot of just community people and kind of had the ability to start kind of building up a uh, portfolio a bit or just at least public work. I would post some of it on Instagram and then I would play a lot with video because I really thought video, I just thought video said more than photos to me. And it, for me, it was all talking about narratives and stories. It was like, mm-hmm. I just loved to tell stories, do whatever it was I was doing. So if I would shoot photos, I'd always post like as many as I could. Like I was violating every typical guideline of Instagram at yeah. this point. I would just yep. post six, seven photos from a whole shoot. Cause I just, I just like the narrative that it, that it, that it told. And, and my mom and my friends around me encouraged me They're like, Hey, like if, why don't you shoot some more, some more video of this or that. And so, um, uh, I've met some of the basketball players now. Obviously, they really liked the video that I that I that I had uh, put out, and they helped kind of promote it a bit. They would I found out that they had shared it a lot because it was it was them involved, mm-hmm. and a parent of one of the basketball players saw it, and she loved it, absolutely loved it, and was like, "Hey, um, my son plays in your." She she DM me on Instagram. She said, "My son plays in your basketball team. His eldest brother is getting married in a in a in a, a month." Do you want to shoot a wedding video for Ooh. him? Look at that. And I was like, uh, I don't really know. Like, uh, like m- maybe, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I was like, I don't really know kind of like what that entails. Like, I was like, I've never shot that platform, you know? Mm-hmm. If, you were to, if you were to talk to yourself then, knowing what you know now and being who you are now, what would you have said to yourself? Go. Figure it out. Just jump in, yep, do it. There you go. There are so many opportunities that I can talk about in a bit that I just have like turned down because of that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, weirdly enough, being it that it was my first one, I was like, I was transparent. I was like, hey, like that sounds awesome. Um, it sounds amazing. And like, I, I really respected this kid too, like the basketball player that he was. He was a huge role model for me. He was, uh, he was graduating this year um, and I was finishing up my junior year at this point. And he was like, he was like, hey, like, 
just figure it out. He was like, which to me was like, like this, this bigger kid talking. He was like, figure it out. I, I was like, whoa, like you, like you're willing to just let me just possibly mess this up. And they're like, have some confidence. Like, why don't you just like, just do some research on it. You have a whole month and like, we'll just, mm. we'll just go for it. And it is what it is. And we're, and we're open to whatever you get out of it. And so I was like, Hey, if you're gonna let me drive the car, like, I guess we'll just have to go. And so, yeah. weirdly enough, at this time too, I just met a photographer named Max Lee in, in Eau Claire. He's arguably one of the top, most successful photographers in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Shout out to Max. Um, he, they told me that he was gonna co-shoot the wedding. So they said he'll 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 handle photos, you handle video, and we can connect you to if you feel like you just want some help, kind of making sure things are how you want. You know, they, they're like you can talk to Max about angles, shots like that, whatever else. And so they connected me to this guy who has, I don't know, Max probably has 10 plus, 15 plus years of wedding photography ex- experience. So he, he, so he's, he's, he's obviously been through the, uh, been through the uh, ropes. And so they connected me with him and it had to open my whole world to it. He was so gracious to be able to just let me really take the, take the keys to the uh, metaf- metaphorical car here and just drive and just say, Hey, he didn't, he, he never pushed me to like find a style that was like his or things that he's done. But it was always uh, Hey, just try this. Just, just, just taste this a little bit. Just try these little, little things, and that's not a great video. I'm not like it wasn't a great piece, but at the time, like it was better than anything I had done yet because of those people around me pushing me to do better and just try. And so at that point, it was like the door was open to anything else professional. After, after, after that point, I figured if I could go from shooting sports to shooting with brides on a on a wedding day, like what from there couldn't I do? Definitely. I mean, taking those first steps and anything for your first time is a lot of times really scary, but that's how you learn. I mean, professional advice given to me. Um, I was working on a shoot. Um, gosh, I can't remember what we were doing. It was something in the Excel Center. Um, but anyways, we were working on that. And he was just I was just t- talking to him. I was in the edit room. We were just BSing back and forth and swearing at the computer for messing up stuff. <laughs> and like, it, that was a crazy... Oh, I do know. This was wrestling uh, we were doing. But anyways, um, he was like... Yo, what I did in the industry is I just said yes and learned on the spot. And Absolutely, figured it out. Absolutely, yeah. And I've done so many of those jobs, which is which is weird enough to run that into the to the next thing I was gonna I was gonna talk about here, which was, um, kind of where that then formulated like a solid professional career for me. Mm-hmm. This we're gonna jump ahead a ways. We're gonna jump ahead. I've done some. There's obviously a lot of different things that came in in between here, but jump ahead to my senior year. Towards the end of it, right before graduation, was the second. Um, crosstown game second second crossing this is this is post wedding this is this is post the things that I've mentioned so far um, I am freshly freshly 17 at the time mm-hmm. freshly 17 17 18 somewhere in there I don't think that I don't think that figure matters too much mm-hmm. um, am getting ready for this crosstown shoot with like eight days out. I'm shooting all this extra content, and I meet Cullen Fleming on um, online on a social social platform. I remember if we met on like Facebook or on Instagram or something. Cullen will have to fill you in. I know Cullen's better with like these little these little mm. story moments. I have so many I can't keep track anymore. Met Cullen and was like, "Hey, shooting this cross sound piece." 
get involved. Like, let's just let's just do this. Where's and he Colin was like, from then? Colin's from Lakeville. Colin's a, okay. uh, a Lakeville guy, I believe. Colin, correct me tomorrow if that's uh, yeah, if that's I'm an with, incorrect figure. But by, by the I'm way, Colin tomorrow at nine a.m. Yeah, Colin will be up. the follow up to this episode. That's going to be absolutely amazing, Colin. You're going to kill it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, hey, let's just let's just do this. Like first collaborative piece. And so Colin happened to have a have a drone at the time. Mm. Which I had played with drones a bit. Weirdly enough, a friend of mine um, when I was younger had a DJI Phantom uh, 2 mm-hmm. Pro when that first came out. It was like his parents' Christmas gift to him mm. or something. Crazy, I know, right? Like right when it first came out. And boy, did we crash that thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we crashed that prior to me even understanding that like videography, there was some videography value in that. It was, we were using it just like look at stuff. Yeah. Like we would just fly it up as high as we could. And look at stuff like we would like we would like lawn mow. I can't even make this up. We would we would go into a field at the elementary school near our house and we would mow like our names and designs into the grass. That's so funny. And fly the drone like range endingly high up into the air and take photos of like our names that you could see. Like so you have like the Eau Claire community and you can see where mm. our names are. on it. We thought that was the funniest thing. But Cullen had a drone. <laughs> as well as some cinematic ability with the drone. I was like, hey, pull up, pull up to Eau Claire. So he made that jump. It was like two hour jump for no reason. I mean, this kid just trusted me and was like, yeah, just do it. I think we were 17, 16, 18, somewhere in there at the time. And he was like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just collaborate on it. So he came out to Eau Claire and we spent like a whole day knocking out maybe like four or five drone shots. Like mm-hmm. we were not good with the drone yet either, but it was, we were better than we were besides filming grass cutting. So, <laughs> so we shot these clips for it and I was like, yeah, like this kid just like he, I can tell that this kid just has that same, that same X factor. He just like, he just gets it a little bit, you know? And so Definitely. from that point forward, it was a uh, connection there. Ended up shooting the Crosstown 2 video that did even more engagement than my last one did. I think I jumped almost a thousand followers over the course of a few months mm-hmm. um, in between. Well, in the year, so I went from under 800 followers at the first Crosstown video when I posted the second one, I had two thousand, mm-hmm. just shy of two of two of two thousand. So like that's a huge numbers gap for anybody involved in engagement. When I was not posting anything huge in those in those periods of time, so yeah, that's where that kind of ended up. Again, no money involved in those videos. Never wanted any. Never wanted to be involved with that. Um, we paid other kids who were involved in that in Dactronics. Like they can sign up and like really be paid like a job to work the game nights and stuff. Mm-hmm. I worked every game and just never wanted to be a fi- a financial thing. It just wasn't where I felt like my money was best served or anything like that. I I think it was something that I just wanted to be. I was just happy to be involved with everything there. But with but with that in mind, then. Um, from that point forward, I decided like, hey, like let's start shooting for some kind of small businesses and groups. And I was gracious enough to be presented with the opportunity to shoot with many different athletic companies and things like that afterwards, after we just kind of finished the wedding and things like that. And I shot two more weddings after that point, um, which I was like, hey, weddings are kind of kind of cool, too, because it, it, it was a it was a less stressful environment. But that's a lie. It was a less timely environment than mm. sports sports is like games have, now we have one shot at this one dunk you have time to uh to plan the thing to recover definitely. to regenerate all these different 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 things but um there were some sports community things and i really love the sports community i feel like a lot of people in sports are working towards the same similar goal as a lot of people in my 
in my niche market would be too. I thought it was beautiful kind of the parallels between me working towards an entrepreneurship venture here mm-hmm. and people who are working to get the best body that they can or work to the best physical fitness, health, things like that. I just saw these parallels in people and I absolutely loved that. And I was blessed to uh, have my first kind of more well-paying opportunity um, working with Adidas D1 Minnesota, which after I put out the Crosstown 2 video, um, shout out to Jeremy Jeremy Miller, the uh, managing director of D1 for putting me onto that opportunity. Um, after I finished Crosstown 2, did all those numbers and he called me and was like, hey, I kind of I want to have you involved with uh, Adidas and kind of just figure out where things are going to be at. And I was like, okay. I was so scared getting that, um, which is weird. Really enough, too, I don't think I've ever mentioned this online at any online platform, and I feel like it's it's safe now where I am in in, in my career to, to do so, and it's authentic. So, um, weirdly enough, I should have added this earlier. In my junior year, I found what Adidas Dio Minnesota was my junior year, and uh, applied for the same job that Jeremy would go on to offer me the next year, and mm-hmm. was declined for it. I actually I had I had authentically applied or, or or organically jumped into the just the race I guess you could say for that job and didn't have enough resume at that time didn't have enough experiences background work or things like that but um and so I got just straight decline but what it taught me was just like that negative experience I was so I was so down about that experience I, I really I just at that time I thought that that was where home was for me that's like I was like that's where I want to work that's where I want to be I want to I want to travel the country with them and to have that turned down to me like right into my face was just really really hard for me at that point but days after I realized like hey like all I that's it's so simple like all I got to do is just do the race with that I have to just turn around and just say hey Let's go build those experiences then. Let's go get involved with those different communities from there. And that's all it took for me. That was my biggest impetus. And I thank Jeremy Miller so much for turning me down. He might not even remember that story, to be honest. He might even <laughs> not even remember that I was the same the same kid. Because we never, in the whole countrywide tour we did last year, we never we never talked about that. So I don't even know if he remembers that that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm like that same kid. Because I think at that, my, obviously my social media in the course of one year went from one random successful video on a page of random photos of me and my friends to mm-hmm. the next year being a developed resume of nation of nationally accredited work and things like that. Just different yeah. groups that just had a lot of different things going on. So, um, I was, I was a different, a whole different, a whole different kid at that, at that, at that new point. So worked at D one. Um, yeah, again, I just, I just can't thank Jeremy enough for that oppor- oppor- opportunity. I feel like I, I, I really grew up on the uh, road. So as a senior in high school, as a senior in high school, I was going to class Monday through Thursday. And Thursday night, we'd drive up to Eden Prairie, Minnesota, where I had a friend on the team who played for Adidas mm-hmm. and would stay at his house and get up at like the crack of dawn, like one in the morning and get on a flight to somewhere, Vegas, Dallas, somewhere like for this whole section of my senior year of high school, which was insane because it, it just taught me so much time management and balance because I was getting back off of red-eye flights on Monday morning and then had to still go to class the next morning because my mom was super adamant about me staying involved with everything and ma- managing it. I remember the first day before I flew, she looked me in the eyes as I was walking out of the house. She said, do you really think you can handle this? <laughs> and I was a like, lot. And I was like, I don't know, but like, we're going to find out and we're going to balance it. And like, I can feel right now that like, I love this. 
And she was like, if you, if you love it, you can just, you can handle it. Like if you can find that passion in it, you'll get it done. And that really inspired me to just be like, yeah, like let's go, let's, let's uh, do it. So I finished that whole tour with them. It was an amazing experience. Absolutely beautiful to see parts of the country I hadn't seen before with just an absolute group of guys who felt like family by the end of the year. Um, just an absolutely amazing group of people, a group of uh, staff members, coaches, absolutely inspiring and learned so much from so many of them on our, on our whole journey with that. So well, that's kind of where I am with that. Mm-hmm. So you go from 2016, basically knowing nothing, shooting on an iPhone yeah. to two years later, you're traveling the country with Adidas D1 Minnesota. Is that, and so are you D1 Minnesota, right? Correct. Or, so you're, so. So D1 Minnesota, to kind of explain it a bit to anybody who doesn't understand. Um, yeah. Basketball and other sports in high school, you have like your high school, whatever school you play for. And then in the summers you play for an AAU team. Mm-hmm. which is like a, I don't even know what that stands for I, I probably should but um, it's like a it's like your club team your summer your summer league right where you can get scouted by college coaches things like that if you're an exceptional player and so uh, Adidas runs what's called the Adidas Gauntlet which is a circuit of games and tournaments all across the United States it's these big venues where they get all the top talent from all over the country together to play each other like Mikey from uh, it's an Instagram handle at Mikey plays for Compton Magic we played against him when we were at this different thing so you're getting these, these just huge players and talent from all across the country into one place where coaches come in more and more easily find players and get them onto these D1 teams so mm-hmm. that's kind of what that is um, let's see one thing I had a question about was you you have this big thing with now that you've do- gone on and done these things i saw on your instagram you went back uh to your high school i have yeah so, I, like, lo- I, I shouldn't that. say i'd love to go back um yeah the community eau claire eau claire yeah i have eau claire tatted on my hand which is some people crazy but it's really because i really value that community i i have a love-hate relationship with love with the eau claire community um a lot of love a lot of things that just like as a young kid I didn't understand and really just like did a, did a lot of damage to me um, mentally as a, as a uh, kid made some mistakes in my life got into some trouble as a kid in that in that whole community um, but with that in mind um, Eau Claire is what the negatives and the positives of it really is what brought me to who I am now and I think making that path easier for the for the youth who may aspire to follow me on my on the same path that I took or following the careers that I took is something that I'm obligated to do. I feel that I'm obligated to be a role model and be a mentor and give back what I can be at knowledge or things like that or abilities or opportunities to kids who uh, want to follow in the same things. I know a lot of kids back in the Eau Claire community are looking to uh, kind of get into this stuff now i was the first one to really kind of branch out besides that and do some notable things surrounding that at least in the eau claire north community eau claire memorial community so seeing a lot of kids who dm i have a lot of kids who i dm on a day-to-day basis younger younger guys talking about how they want to get and even some some of my girls too who want to get into photography and videography from my community and I try to, at any point, be a resource. They hit me up and say, hey, how do I do this with my camera? How do I edit like this? How do I yeah. start to bring in these opportunities and these different paying jobs? How do I do that at 14, 15, 16, 17? How do I, how do I start to get that like, like, what, like what you did? I want to 
Mm-hmm. I want to work in this someday. What should I be doing right now? What should I be studying? Should I be looking at college in these aspects? Like I am so blessed to have gotten through that on my own and navigated it effectively due to a, a lot due to some mentors that I had who weren't necessarily in the same industry, but have seen it before. Yeah. And so as, as much as I can give back to them, the better. And I, and I hugely hope to give back not only to that, but to friends, um, family, teachers who were around me at that time. And when I say that, I mean it in like a way that I mean like monetarily or um, like with things that they didn't have or things that they need help apply to their to their needs down the uh, road. So mm-hmm. that, that definitely keeps me motivated day to day. Definitely. I mean, giving, it's crazy. Like, I'm thinking about it too. I'm like, man, we were so young when we started all this stuff. Absolutely. Like, which is crazy to think about. That, like, even just a year ago. Such a little kid. <laughs> yeah. That, and then even to think that one year ago was just the Crosstown video, like the last one that I put out. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you weren't really overly involved. I, I, we didn't know each other at that, at that point. But for anybody who, like, knows what I'm talking about, like, has seen that video and seen my growth since then, like, obviously, it's crazy to think that only one year ago right now, North just had the last Crosstown game two weeks ago mm-hmm. of this year. So, like, to think that one year ago, that was, like, I was still not getting paid for this and mm-hmm. was still just thinking about how I wasn't going to work in fast food any anymore. <laughs> like that's, that's insane to me. Um, involvement with, with the uh, youth. I want to take a second just to, just, just to talk about that a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I really started to kind of first travel with Adidas, there were a lot of kids back home, a lot of, a lot of the youth, a lot of North kids, a lot of memorial kids who'd really come at me and say, Hey, like, who in Eau Claire paid you to do what you did? And there wasn't a lot, to be honest. I really was. That's why I ended up coming over to the Minneapolis area was because um, a lot of guys in this community who I worked with in the in the basketball community early on really really put me on to a lot of a lot of jobs and a lot of work here. Um, but I still aim to ad- advise those kids and really and really help them uh, figure out what their narrative's going going to be, whether that be working in the Eau Claire community. Or working somewhere else um, and go from there. Yeah. I mean, giving giving that guidance, something that we didn't, like, might not have had. I mean, also talking about that, who did you look up to? Like, whether it was Ooh. someone who was close to you in, in the community or whether it was someone, like, I had people that I looked up close to in the community, but also, like, looking broader than that, people on the internet, through socials and whatever. Yeah, so I'm going to take this opportunity right now to just... Uh, just briefly give a shout out to like my biggest mentor right now. Somebody who's just played a huge role in my life in the past. And even now currently was uh, Jordan Hagedorn. I'm going to pull up just some, just some referencing material here on Jordan. We just, we just talked a couple hours ago, but mm-hmm. um, we talk constantly. Jordan does uh, partnerships for at uh, sneaker news on Instagram, 9.1 million followers, sneaker community. And is also just an amazing NFL agent and an amazing guy in the uh, background, the NFL. Um, NFL community really um, has a good one. NFL really is involved. I, I wish he'd be more involved with the basketball community, but mm. that's only for me to be selfish about. Um, God, I met Jordan through an old teacher. Weirdly enough, like you would say, like, you'd be like, okay, like, how did he meet this random NFL agent or whatever else? Mm-hmm. Um, he went to the same middle school and high school that I went to, which is crazy. Like that the world is like that small that we'd end up at the same, the it same place. Well. Yeah. So my senior year of high school, 
like May, right after my birthday of my senior year. So like a month two from now at the jump back, um, I had a teacher who I absolutely loved in middle school. She's an art teacher. Text me and say, hey, there's this guy who like you just need to be with, like just need to get involved with. He is doing amazing things in and outside of the community. He's getting back to these elementary schools, getting them involved with different things. Like, this is just a guy you need to be connected with. And so she hit me up and was like, hey, go get dinner with Jordan next week. And I was like, all right. So I texted Jordan and was like, let's go get dinner. I don't know who you are really at this point or like why mm-hmm. I'm getting drug out to this. But I was like, I just told let's I need do to it. do this. Yeah, let's I was go. told I need to do this. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's uh, go. And we, and we connected. And he kind of, he just told me a story about like what all he like how he went from, um, he went to uh, UW Eau Claire at the time and was just getting into marketing and things. He was working at, um, he was working out of his dorm room at the time selling, selling sneakers um, and then dropped out of college, decided it just wasn't for him, decided it wasn't, um, wasn't looking up the way that it needed to for him. Wasn't sure if it was necessary, if he was learning the right, the right things. And I've had moments like that already in my schooling here, but, mm-hmm. um, and then works, went to work for East Bay. And then from there moved out to New York working for uh, sneaker news. And so he was somebody who, when I heard his whole story and he, that's obviously just a short, concise, consolidated version. People who don't understand who he is or know who he is. Um, that's kind of how that first started for him. And nowadays his accolades include, um, partnerships with Hebrew, Hebrew Brentley partnerships with uh, Sneaker News, Wilson Basketball, um, and uh, just a humongous list of other 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 things too. Just absolutely crazy guy. And so what I look up to him for to answer your question more directly is he was a mentor for me, teaching me not only how to be authentic as a storyteller, but authentic in any working environment. He taught me that he doesn't do video, he doesn't do things like that. Like that's not really his thing. He shoots with like an iPhone for his Instagram content, but like. Mm-hmm. He taught me how being authentic and being who I am, excuse me, really has so much value as a product, but not only that, but also in these connections and things like that about how who I am really does have some workability to it. He taught me that being authentic and true to myself is a valuable thing. So staying true to my narrative and the way that I tell stories is is valuable. And that being, like when I work with video content or work with media groups or things like that, like sticking true to what we're really trying to get across as a, as a message, he was the first person to really challenge me with a lot of things. I would send him a video piece that I had just shot the other day and he'd be like, why? He'd just look at me. Just look at me. He just said he'd sit there in silence. I'd talk on the phone. He'd I sent him a piece. He'd call me. He'd say, "Hey, Dar, how's it? How's it going?" I'd say, "Hey." He said, "Explain this video piece to me." And we'd sit there on the phone for maybe twenty minutes of me just rambling, talking about what it is, what it isn't, what I want it to be. And he would just pick it all apart. He would tear every section in these little things and say, "Hey, like." sure you want to say that like that like you just explained it to me on the phone but like that's not that's not what this is saying visually it's not what that's saying verbiage wise yeah like don't do it like Mm -hmm. just be true to what you want to say and it was truly in practice that i learned that ability and it was truly through him 
that I really started to get a get a get a grasp on providing value authentically and just through love as like a language, just really loving what I do and loving providing value and serving serving people in the uh, community, be it the Eau Claire community or wherever I, I uh, am at. So that's kind of where that biggest thing was as far as people who were looking for a better answer out of Darton for like who was the video guy he was looking mm. up to at this time. There really wasn't somebody who like I looked at their videos and was like, that's it. Like if you look at my style over the years, I can, I don't care. Somebody can go on my phone and look through all my old videos. You're not going to find these traits that line up with some one videographer. I mean, a lot mm. of guys cop on this Sam Colder style. I mean, every kid has their Sam Colder wave at some point. And hey, I have every kid that, has their Sam Colder and wave. And I might have touched into some of that at some point, but really there's, there's elements beyond that. I mean, I always loved me being a, to jump back to the uh, music thing, I guarantee you nobody in, at Augsburg you know, you know, University knows more about rap music currently in history than me. And so I've always referenced, yeah, and anybody who hears this from Augsburg, like, come at me. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a fact. Um, Cole Bennett, for anybody who knows that is, Cole Bennett's one of the biggest music producers, music producers, video producers for music mm-hmm. out right now. Just He just dropped a piece with uh, Eminem today. Not an, not an Eminem fan. Don't quote me on that example. But I remember when uh, the Lucid Dreams video first came out. The um, even more recently, the what's the what's popping video for Jack Harlow just uh, came out. Like just his shooting style always inspired me. And I and he built a company called Lyrical Lemonade. If if anybody knows what that is, absolutely crazy company. It's lifestyle. It's art. It's fashion. It's video. It's rap culture. It's music culture. It's 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 beyond that. Um, it's music festivals too. It's just this whole thing. And he inspired me not only on the, on the on the business side of all that, but also just on the creative side because he's characterized by a lot of drawing effects and a lot of just peculiar effects. Effects don't always make a lot of sense as to mm-hmm. why they're there, but it's part of the art. And I, that was when my, if you if you look at my early basketball videos, that's what a lot of that was. Was it was a lot of just giving the game a little bit more, just adding a little extra stuff that you haven't seen before to it. And that was where I think my first stuff when I first started shooting was a lot more art a lot more artistic and i think as i became more of a professional it was a more it was more about being authentic telling stories and being true to an un, true to a narrative and i think jordan's been a lot of that i think seeing cole bennett run a business has given me a lot of that um and even you could you could you could you could reference sam colder even in how he transitioned from just shooting travel videos with hot girls to signing with movement signing with all these different different mm. different brands and like how that promotes the way he lives and his uh lifestyle so mm, definitely I think that's how i would answer that question that's i mean that's exactly what we're looking for i mean there are people that you'll look up to i mean um for me growing up like just south of the cities i could always look to an individual and be like i really like what you're doing let's talk and like i could have that face to face um, it's crazy that you found someone that's so to me that you found someone that's so like high up the chain and far as the industry that you might want to work with. Um, that's crazy to me. Well, we're almost at we're pretty much around that hour segment where we like to kind of cut her off. But any like closing words and anything that you like really want to put out there? I mean, I, I was just thinking about it. Do a lot of people really know what you sound like? Like you're behind the camera, right? Yeah. So like, no, I don't know if a lot of people know. See, I know like. Crazy. I, uh, yeah, I don't talk 
too much on camera, even in some upcoming projects that are going to be coming out shortly. Um, I'm hugely involved in the production and the writing and the direction of them, but I don't really end up in front of the camera. I don't think I have any videos out mm-hmm. on Instagram right now where like I'm in front of the camera. We got some photos and things like that, but mm-hmm. my voice isn't up much. I think the only one that my voice ends up in is the uh, episode where I kind of explain my my like life and oh, that yeah. growth from I've there. That, that, yeah, definitely. the uh, True to Self episode one, which there's going to be an episode two of eventually. You, y'all can y'all can wait on it. Mm-hmm. Um, other things that I would just say would be anybody who's really looking to, uh, to kind of transition what they're doing from being just a passion into a, a monetized business is people are really obsessed with looking for a need and looking to fill it right now. I see... People, people come to me with these product, with these pitches for ideas and things. I had a guy come to me last week and say, I want you to video this idea because th- we're, we are knocking out. We are just attacking this need and there's so much money we can draw out of this need. Like that's not. Yes, like that might make money like that, right. that you attacking that need and like making that a necessity is like a cool thing. But like really just what I found that's recently been successful and really started to develop these better relationships for me is looking to not always identify a need, but look to add value to what somebody currently has. Looking at a brand or a sports team or a high school or a, some kind of a situation like that and looking to just add on to what they currently have before looking to drive the ship is mm-hmm. start by just saying, hey, can add a little content to your to your website or to your portfolio and then once you develop that relationship through through time organically will you be able to then add more of your input to it don't worry so much about having to be the guy who's directing drawing illustrating whatever else you don't have to be the head of the ship i'm working on a handful of projects right now that are so beyond where i'm at um, be it podcast, some of the some of the uh, podcasts. Jordan will know what I'm talking about, and mm. things like that. But like, I'm not worried about putting a lot of input into it. I'm letting those who are really most involved with it be authentic with it. And when you start to be able to just really step back and be okay with not having to always just drive the ship, sometimes just your little bit of vision can go a long, long ways, and can eventually then build those organic things afterwards. So, I think I think that sums that up well. Most definitely. Well, that's about, I mean, just, yeah, so much insight, so much knowledge. Thank you for taking the time to come on for this hour. Absolutely. Again, I want to give just some, just some, just some last notes. Um, I want to say thank you so much. Um, This is filmed or this is being shot one day after National Women's Day. Shout out to my uh, mother, Mm -hmm. Um, Dawn Weaver. Thank you for everything. Thank you for always being a supporter of me. Thank you to uh, Maddie Fisher. Uh, for always being there for me and to Ashley Ashley Rosso for being a friend since kindergarten. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my mother is one of my biggest supporters too. Um, she, like I said before the podcast, just don't say anything you wouldn't say in front of your mother because my mother's listening. Like my mother is <laughs> yeah. always out there. She um, sponsored me. She's put me in positions to be like, you need to just tack it and go do it. So absolutely. Thank you for that. You can find everything for the podcast on bradslice.com is my handle. Um, and you can catch me everything at, like that. But Darton, uh, what do you got? You can catch me at www.dartonmedia.com. It's where I keep my updated portfolio, resume, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, additional news about where I'm at. I also run a blog 
occasionally talking about um, the greater effects of social media convergence on society, mm. which is a really big topic right now. So definitely you can check check that out there as well too. My Instagram handle is at D A R T X N Darton with an X instead of an O. Thanks, guys. <laughs>